This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. While snow was in the forecast for parts of Alabama this past weekend, community service is in the forecast for today on this Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's in keeping with the goals and teachings of the civil rights icon. Cities here in Alabama have scheduled various projects for citizens to give back to their communities. United Way, Alabama Audubon, and the University of Alabama at Birmingham all have plans and projects for work service in honor of MLK Jr. The Birmingham Zoo will offer half-price admission with the donation of food to their community food bank. In the city of Mobile, there are seven districts that are targeted for cleanup and litter removal by volunteers. Environmental nonprofits are hosting these cleanup sites in the port city. Huntsville Mayor Tommy Battle is urging those within the Rocket City to consider this Monday a day on, not a day off, and to take part in Dr. King's example of servant leadership. Battle says that citizens should get out of their comfort zone, help a stranger, and leave the world a better place. The constitutional carry bill is one of the first bills that will be considered in the 2022 Alabama legislative session. 1819 News has already talked to those state lawmakers who sponsored the bill and want to see the licensing fees removed so that Alabamians can freely exercise their constitutional right of carrying a concealed weapon on them or in their vehicle. The Alabama Sheriff's Association has been the strongest opponent to constitutional carry. 1819's Craig Monger recently spoke with the director of the ASA, Robert Timmons, in an interview. Timmons says that pistol permits are not about raising money through licensing fees, but about public safety. He compares it to having a driver's license in order to use a car on the streets. Timmons did reveal that the ASA is working alongside Moms Demand Action. That's an organization seeking greater gun control nationwide. And Timmons also revealed his personal interpretation of the Second Amendment to mean having a gun at home rather than being able to carry one in a concealed fashion. Timmons says he would be in favor of rewriting parts of the Second Amendment and narrowing down its scope and application. The mayor of Tallahassee is arrested in Orange Beach this past weekend for a domestic disturbance. John Hammock was visiting that area of the beach with his wife. Hammock was charged with felony domestic violence. Hammock is also running for place one of the Alabama Public Service Commission in the Republican primary. He's up against incumbent Jeremy Odom and another challenger, Stephen Ray McClam. Another arrest was made this past weekend involving a former quarterback to the Crimson Tide. Jay Barker was charged by Nashville police with felony aggravated assault. 49-year-old Barker was arrested for trying to hit his estranged wife, Sarah Evans, with his car when she was returning home from a party. Barker played for Alabama from 1991 to 1994 and is currently the host of the Jay Barker Show out of Tuscaloosa. Evans is a country music star. There is a Calhoun County teen who is gaining ground in the political spotlight. 15-year-old Caroline Smith launched her own podcast called The Patriot Talk, where she promotes conservative policy and issues. Smith has been able to land some big names to join her on her podcast, including former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer, Congressman Mo Brooks, and Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake. 1819's managing editor, Erica Thomas, caught up with Smith. Is there anything else you want to add? Your overall purpose um, and what your hope and your end goal would be? Yes, ma'am. So as I look to the future, I definitely want to focus on political commentary, and it would be it's a huge goal of mine to someday become the White House press secretary. I, I've spoken to 
former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer and Kaylee McEnany, and I love Dana Perino. I'm like, that would be a dream job. So someday I hope to become White House Press Secretary. But as for now, I'm just going to keep doing what God has called me to do, which is speak the truth in my community, whether it be national politics, local politics. I want to keep speaking the truth. And honestly, I'm having such a fun time doing it. You know, I do not feel like I'm throwing away my childhood. I feel like I'm having an even better one because it's so fun. Yeah, I'm just going to keep fighting hard for my country, the truth, and for freedom. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the name of a synagogue attacker in Texas is now revealed. 44-year-old Malik Fazel Akram is from Great Britain. He entered a synagogue near Fort Worth this past Saturday and took four people hostage. One of the hostages was the rabbi who oversees the synagogue, Charlie Citron Walker. Akram demanded the release of a Pakistani neuroscientist during that standoff. He did so on a Facebook live stream video, which ran for more than an hour. A SWAT team was able to storm the Beth Israel synagogue, shooting and killing Akram. The new Republican governor of Virginia was sworn into office this past weekend. Glenn Youngkin delivered his inaugural address from the capital city of Richmond. His lieutenant governor, Winsome Sears, was also sworn in. Sears was born in Jamaica before becoming a U.S. citizen. Also, the state attorney general, Jason Mayares, was sworn in. His parents come from Cuba. The people of Virginia just elected the most diverse leadership in Commonwealth history. (laughs) Sending a message that Virginia is big enough for the hopes and dreams of a diverse people. 3.3 million Virginians who sent us here on a mission to restore trust in government and to restore power to the people. We stand here today as the messengers of that movement, entrusted to protect liberty, create opportunity, and build unity for the hard work ahead. Hours after all three were sworn in, the new state leadership took action. Youngkin signed 11 executive orders that included ending critical race theory being taught in public schools, allowing schools and parents to opt out of mask mandates, and rescinding vaccine mandates for all state employees. The new AG, Mayeras, also announced that he will prosecute criminal cases where district attorneys in that state had refused to prosecute after they were bought off by George Soros to not take action. Mayeras also went on Fox News to talk about more of his plans. And then we're going to investigate uh, starting today through executive order empowering me as Virginia's uh, 48th attorney general to investigate what happened to Loudoun County School Board, the horrific sexual assaults that happened on those campuses. So we are ready to get to work. On day one, we're not taking days off. I can't tell how excited we are. It is a new day in Virginia. And while it's a little bit cold today, we're all really warm. Our hearts are full and ready to go to work. And another large rally and speech were held this past weekend in Arizona by former President Donald Trump. Trump made a last-minute endorsement of Youngkin's race in Virginia this past November, which ended up in a Republican sweep of that state. This past weekend, Trump endorsed Kerry Lake for the governor's race in Arizona. He then called on all of his supporters to overwhelm the system in 2022 and win the House and the Senate for Republicans. This is the year we are going to take back the House, we are going to take back the Senate, and we are going to take back America. This is so important. We will shut down Joe Biden's border disaster. We will again end catch and release. We will quickly complete the border wall very quickly, very fast. We will end chain migration. We will make sure that these 
people that are illegally admitted to our country have to share, if they're staying, they have to share our values. They have to love our country. They cannot blow up our country. They have to love our country. They have to love our people. We will hold China accountable for unleashing the virus and charge them trillions of dollars for the damage and suffering they have caused us. But look at what they've done to the world, what they have done to the world. We will protect innocent life. We will defend our Constitution. We will defend the Second Amendment. We will proudly uphold the Judeo-Christian values and principles of our nation's founding. He then alluded to 2024. And in 2024, we are going to take back the White House. Notably, a former advisor to Bill Clinton recently spoke with the New York Post this past weekend as well. Dick Morris says that if Democrats lose control in Congress in the 2022 midterms, the already plummeting polls against Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will get even worse and lead the way for a primary challenge from Hillary Clinton. Morris indicated that both Bill and Hillary are strategizing on how to give her a second run at the White House. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You don't want to miss out on Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he discusses Biden's no good, very bad, super awful week. Here's the next piece of the no good, very bad, super awful week for the Biden administration. Kamala Harris did an interview. And I watched a part of it. And wow, wow, wow. Uh, in the interview, she was on uh, Today's show. A guy named Craig Melvin was introdu- uh, was interviewing her. And, and it was one of those things where... I bet that she went in and there was, I'm sure her press staff tried to screen what the discussion was going to include. Uh, They thought they had a reasonably um, allied source being the Today Show. And it didn't go the way she wanted. At one point, Craig Melvin asks the vice president, he says, at what point does the administration say, you know what, the strategy regarding COVID, the strategy isn't working. We're going to change to different strategies. He said he pointed out that six former administration officials had already written an open letter urging the administration to change their course. And she got this deer in the headlight looks. Like you could see her staring at him. And, and it was one of two things. It was a, oh crap, I didn't know he was going to ask that. Or it was an, oh crap, I told him not to ask that. It was one or the other. But she had this moment where you're, you, you can tell in her eyes, this is not what she was expecting. Now what do I do? And the most unintelligible answer, here's her quote. Deer in the headlights, followed by, well, it's, it's time for us to do what we've been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. And so right now we know we still have a number of people that is in the millions who have not been vaccinated and could be vaccinated, and we're urging them to get vaccinated because it will save their life. That's her answer. What does it mean when you say, it's time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things. What does that mean? Well, what that means is she was completely caught off guard. And then the, it kept getting worse. He asked her about the 500 million COVID tests that were supposed to be mailed out that the president had already announced were coming, and she didn't have an answer because, not surprisingly, the article goes on to point out they have not yet even been sent. She didn't have any clarity at all. She goes, they're going to go out shortly. He asked if that meant next week. She said, they've been ordered. They've been ordered. 
Uh, we, I, 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 we, I have to look at the current information. I think it's going to be by next week, but soon, absolutely soon. It's a matter of urgency for us. To which um, her staff had to backtrack later and provide clarification because it made her look foolish that it's going to be sometime later this month, if not February. <laughs> God almighty. Vice President of the United States. And then it got even more awkward in the no good, very bad, super awful week with the interview for the vice president when she was asked flat out by this guy, Craig Melvin, if he, if she was even going to be able to run for office in 2024. Can you imagine it's that bad that the liberal media is already dissing on you before you even finish your first year in office asking if you're going to run again? Because in, in essence, they're probably hoping you're not. You can find more of Phil Williams at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying the daily detail and want to get those reports directly to your electronic device, you can do so by subscribing on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow, and I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.